The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off-limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to I'll Hang Up and Listen, brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, Buffalo's premier market and tap room. Seven different Western New York locations with over 300 beers to choose from. Fatty Beer offers live entertainment, music, and trivia at all seven of the locations. And they are open from 11.30 a.m. till 10.30 p.m. and later every single day of the week. Um, With the exception, of course, holidays like Christmas. Actually, no, they were open on Christmas. I apologize. I am wrong. Um, And, of course, they are one of Western New York's only kid and dog-friendly bars. Uh, and let's not forget Buffalo Go Apparel Company. Buffalo Go offers some of the best Buffalo sports clothing options from hats, shirts, and hoodies. Buffalo Go can't be beat. Um, I am wearing one of their hats right here, the Buffalo Hockey Trucker hat with the old NHL, uh, NH- old school NHL Shield logo. Uh, and if you uh, are interested in beer swag, the Fatty Beer hoodie, uh, very, very affordable price at any Fatty Beer location. Make sure you go check them out on Sabres Home Games. Uh, they do have dollar off drafts if you're a Mug Club member, as well as two for one drafts at their downtown location on Genesee Street. So make sure you go check them out at Fatty Beer on Instagram and Twitter, and at Buffalo Go Co on Instagram and Twitter. And Sabres get absolutely dominated from start to pretty much finish, four to one by the Boston Bruins. And um, what else is there to say that we haven't already said? Um, This team has been a nightmare. Um, I don't know. I I really don't know where to go from here. It's Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Every single, every other night. You you get performances like you got against Toronto, where you were right on the the heels of getting blown out by the Blue Jackets, uh, nine to four. You come back and you beat Toronto and put up nine of your own uh, against the best team in your division. And then you have a very solid performance against the Rangers where you still get a point in overtime, but many would say you probably deserve to win that game. I I, I, I don't know. Like, where do you go from here with this hockey team? It, it's, it, it's night and day different, and I'm sick and tired of – it's not that you're just losing. It's just the way you're losing. 
It's the way you're losing. It's just, it's very, very, very frustrating. And I want to sit here and yell, but the respect to my neighbor upstairs, I won't. Um, I, I don't know where to go from here. It, it's an organizational problem. I was just talking to a friend, uh, just texting with him, uh, you know, uh, thinks I might be a little bit be too hard on Matt Ellis. And maybe I am. Maybe I am being too hard on Matt Ellis. Like, at the end of the day, he's an assistant coach, very in over his head assistant coach who didn't deserve to be, be behind an NHL bench and is only there because of his relationship with the general manager. Um, it's a structure problem. It's it's ownership. It's the management. It's scouting. It's analytics. It's all of it. It's not working. Whatever it is they're trying to do, it's not working. We've seen that this team can score. We have seen it. And now, like, to have this expectation that you're – to have this expectation – that you there was going to be no regression this offseason. You know what I mean? That you could run back the same forwards and just all your only addition to the offensive group was an 18-year-old kid named Zach Benson that you just drafted. Um, who let's be let's be real at when the season ended and you're having your end of season meetings, that guy isn't in your plans. He's not. When you're going into free agency, that guy isn't in your plans. He's just not. So your only solution to the issues you had last year. We're on your back end, and it hasn't worked so far in Connor Clifton and Eric Johnson. And, again, you just see a bunch of traffic cones in your own end, puck watching, standing still, not tying guys up, chasing. And it, it happened with Darlene tonight, too. Like, I, you know, I was very hard on Connor Clifton tonight, and rightfully so. Um, yes, that second goal is 100% on Darlene. But what the fuck is Connor Clifton doing? He's just puck watching. Like you're th- that guy was it DeBrusque? He's curling behind the net, and you're essentially almost chasing him to behind the net. You get you you, you get to the far Levi's far post, and then in comes Coil. Is it Coil? Is it Coil uncontested? Yeah, Dalene is floating is, is putting himself out of position by floating below the goal line to try and take away a pass, which he should know better. But Connor Clifton, when you see that, you got to know, I got to get to a spot. I got to look around. Somebody's open. And by the time you become aware of what's going around you, the puck's already in the back of your net. Like, for fuck's sakes, nothing, nothing's working with this hockey team. None of it's working. And it's just becoming extremely irritating, frustrating, all of it. I, I just don't really know. Um, I, I just don't really know what more to say that hasn't already been set. I just, at this point, I know the roster freeze ends at midnight tonight. So in about an hour and 19 minutes or an hour and 20 minutes at 1201 a night, the roster freeze ends and you can finally start to make moves. But like, you need a lot more. You, you traded for a guy in Eric Robinson who has now been healthy scratch for three games. And don't get me wrong. I was hard on that deal too. I was like, why is that the guy? I understand it's hard and difficult to make in-season trades unless it's at the deadline. But at the end of the day, like you share this guy, he showed some promise. He gets to the net. He's engaging. He plays physical. He's fast. He creates turnovers. He forechecks. And you scratch him three games in a row? Like, what are we doing here, Donnie? What are we doing? Like, tell me. Tell me what the deal is here. What is going on? Because I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, it's becoming frustrating. And, like, I, I, I sent a tweet out during the game. I said, you know, half-jokingly, I should start putting, like, sending our link out, you know, maybe, like, la- the first, 
the first 15 minutes after the final whistle, win or loss, send a link, uh, you know, uh, send a tweet out. that says, uh, if you want to be on tonight's show, shoot me a DM. We'll send you a link, you know, and we'll get you on like pre-recorded because you're all, if you're all unhinged lunatics like me, I, I gotta, I gotta vet you. Like I can't let you just go on live uh, for obvious reasons. So, but like for 15 minutes, the floor is yours and we'll air your stuff on the post game show. And I had people and I'm going to play them. I had a couple guys send me audio clips, audio files, and I'm going to play those audio files because it's like, for me, it's like, Jesus, what are we doing here? What are we doing? I, I don't know. I, you know, I, uh, a friend from the program, Chris Durek, and then, um, will, uh, Will McQuillan, uh, they both sent me their thoughts in an audio clip. But I want to even go deeper than that because I think you guys deserve it. I think you guys deserve a platform to really air your grievances. I know Brian Cozio's post game, he does a really good job with that. And, you know, he gives you guys a platform. But I want to give you a platform too because this is honestly, it's it's getting ridiculous. Um, and again, it's not just the way you lose. It's It's not just the fact that you lose. It's just literally the way we're losing it's embarrassing it is so fucking embarrassing man and i don't know i don't really know what where to go with it anymore or what to do with it anymore like where do we go with it i i just don't know so for me we're gonna sit here and we're going to i'm gonna play those clips right now uh if you guys want to give me a moment here i'm gonna be dead honest here Dwayne. Oh, I have never seen a team that we're going to play. We're going to play these clips here in just one moment. We're just going to stop. We're going to start here with Chris Durek. Um, hopefully this, this comes up. Let's see here. Share screen. Sorry for the. Uh... Let's see here. I'm going to share my screen here with you guys in a moment. Okay. So this is Chris Derrick on the post game. After I, again, half jokingly said like, Hey, let's. I'm going to be dead honest here, Dwayne. I have never seen a team that makes the same dumb decisions night in and night out. Yeah. It's worked. In some games, but the games where you need to play like it's desperation, like it's a game seven in a Stanley Cup final, crashing the net, going to the net, and just getting the puck on net and making the goaltender work for it, this team just doesn't want to seem to do it. You play Tyson Jost on your first line. Why the heck not Eric Robinson, who's been like your – not only probably one of your best physical players, but one of your guys that will go right to the net and crash it. I can't count how many times so far in this game, just seeing and watching this team have opportunities to shoot it and they just pass it constantly. Easily letting the Bruins get set up for the next play or the next, you know, go around, you know, go around offensive play offensive like momentum and Buffalo doesn't do a thing. They had a four minute power play at the start of the game 
and only got one shot. One shot. It just blows my mind that nothing is being, a message is not being sent. There's no panic alert with, with this team. I mean, the fact that we're watching fans of the opposition constantly in, invade our own arena and just, you know, just outrun our own fan base. This is getting to be ridiculous. This is becoming unbearable. So we're going to go right from that, and then we're going to get right to Will McWillan. I believe this was him right here. I'm going to be dead honest no, here, that's Dwayne. That's him again. I'm going to be dead honest here, Dwayne. I have never seen a Maybe team I'm wrong. that makes the same dumb decisions night in. So with that being said, and I'll, I'll try and play the other one here momentarily. Again, you guys got to bear with me. It's my first time trying to do this. Um, Chris's points, yeah. Like, you, from shift to shift, this team doesn't play with urgency. They don't play with desperation. They don't play with tenacity and energy. And I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Because what we saw last year, we did see a lot of urgency. We did see a lot of desperation. We did see a lot of those things. And this year, it's just Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Absolute definition of it. And I, I just, I don't understand it. I don't. Um, it's really depressing, to say the least. Um, I, I, at this point, I, I'm sick and tired of hearing players complain about fire Granado chants and hear, be, complain about being booed, this, that, and the other. You deserve to get fucking booed. You deserve every bit of it. Who are you to sit there and say you don't deserve it? You're, you're telling me you're out there playing for your coach, and then that's the way you show up after a Christmas break. That's the way you show up. That's the urgency you play with for your coach, your beloved coach, the coach you care about allegedly so much that you want to play for him and his job. Then what the hell was that? How many power play opportunities do you get where you sit there and you look at, you have shots that you like to Chris's point, there are shots that you can take and you pass up on shots to try and find the perfect pass, the, per, the pretty play. Like, like, no, no. Was everything that, that, that the Bruins did tonight pretty and perfect? No, they got pucks to the net. And, and, and in some cases they got lucky in the games we've won. Everything wasn't pretty. You get pucks to the net and sometimes things go your way. Like, I'm just so dumbfounded by this shit. Like, I don't understand it. What are we doing here? I don't know. I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit the peanut gallery here for some comments. Um let's see here. Uh from Kevin. I hope uh there's nothing serious going on with Tage and his personal reasons. Uh also from Kevin's favor, special teams are beyond bad. This team is going to need some serious work in the offseason. It might mean hard trades like 24 and 19 to get better, plus letting 21, 17, 37, 20, and 71 go. Uh, some of that I'll agree with. There's zero chance Cousins goes. Um, I think that he is a much better hockey player than this. I think we've seen that. Um, I don't know what's going on with him or why he's just bought into this negative. I don't know how to explain it. Is it a negative culture? Like, I just, you know, what is it has infected this locker room? 
that this these toxic traits of not showing up to play and just not being prepared and not playing with urgency. How is this infect? Like how how is this infection spread like this? It's what it's, it feels like an infection. Frankly, who cares? We can finish last in the division with Tage with with Tage or without him. It's already a lost season for Tage. This season was over at Thanksgiving. Uh, what does Owen Power do well besides cheat the zone and create offense? Um, defensively, he hasn't been much of a help this year at all. Pablo, I am concerned his wife or child would be in distress or something like that. Okay. Um, Power has been horrid for the most part. Also from Kevin, this team looks like they forgot how to pass tape to tape and way overpass way too much when they should shoot the damn puck. Again, I agree with you. So what's everyone's breaking point from Will? Well, my breaking point is, um, I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know what my breaking point is. I don't know where or when it will happen because I've seen what these players are capable of. So I feel like almost every game that they're capable of just breaking through and being that team again. Like there's nothing stopping them from being that team again. Other than themselves. They they are their own worst enemies. Showing up with no urgency like tonight. Like a lot, as as pretty as some of the, the, the goals we saw last year were from Tage and Cousins and Talk and everybody else. A lot of that was just working harder than the other team. Executing on your power play, uh, you know, your your guys that you're paying to put the puck in that are just putting the puck in that. And I just, I'm waiting. I'm sitting here waiting for this team to show up because we've seen that they're capable of it. Again, I was talking with my buddy Nick, right? Texting the right first. We've seen that they're capable of it. We know that they're capable of it. And structurally, in their own end, they're a fucking train wreck. They just are. And how, who who's addressing that? Why is it not being addressed? Is it is it, it obviously it's the players on the ice? But how much of the blame is going on this coaching staff or even above that? I don't know. I'm just sitting here as a fan waiting to see that team for more than one game in a row, waiting for it because I know they're capable of it. Again, we saw it against Toronto. And we saw we you know we saw we've seen it in other games this season, but the difference is. They were doing it consistently last year. And I want to see, I want to hear nothing about Levi. Levi was good enough again to win tonight. How can you put any of those? I mean, we can debate the fourth goal. We can debate that. As a lucky bounce off the end boards, popped right out to him, and he banked it in off Levi and in. But the other three goals, I mean, the first goal by Lorena, however you say his name, that was a shot intentionally for a rebound. That was a great, it was a good save, but it was even a better shot. Not because it went in the net, because he's re- he's shooting for that far pad. He hits that pad in a spot where you any goalie can't control that rebound from popping out front. Like when a goalie controls the rebound, either it's, they have the ability to angle their pad to the corner, goes off your pad into the corner, or use your your stick to, to knock it into the corner. As a goalie, that you know that's that's how you control a rebound. But when you have to outstretch your pad like that, yeah, that fucking yeah. It's going to pop out somewhere, you know, in that danger area. And rebounds are going to happen. But you need your defenseman to pick up a guy. He shot that puck because he saw that he had two men with, with, with Buffalo de- beating the Buffalo defenseman in the net. So he knew there was going to be an opportunity for a rebound there, a second opportunity. So what more do we want him to do there? For fuck's sake, somebody pick up a guy. 
Second goal, again, the Darlene Clifton mix-up in front of the net. Nobody stopping that. Nobody. Left out to dry. Third goal, throws it to the net, and Eric Johnson essentially kicks it in his own net. What's he supposed to do there? Like, so unless you're expecting him to only let that fourth goal in tonight, I don't know what more we wanted from Devin Levi. Because I've said it on this show plenty of times. There is nothing, no goalie in the NHL, not a single one, not Vasilevsky, not Shesterskin, not uh, Sorokin, not Swayman, not Olmark, none of them, none of them are making this team a playoff team with the way they play team defensively in their own end as a team. No chance, no chance. You would, you could reincarnate Dominic Hasek and still, and I'm not, this isn't a knock against Dominic Hasek. It just wouldn't happen. Because those teams that played in front of Dom, they played with heart every single night. They were good defensive teams. They may not have had this, the type of talent up front that these teams have, but they played hard and they like they cared every single night. So you could bring back Dominic Hasek in his fucking prime, and it wouldn't make a difference with the way this team plays so lackadaisical. And just like, again, they were called out in the intermission report, this time by Colby Armstrong, much like Lundquist did a, few weeks, uh, a week ago, called out. For their lack of urgency, this Ole style they play, just they're they're not will the unwillingness to battle and be physical and play with heart. This is the second time that these guys at TNT have called you out for the same fucking thing, the same thing. So when is their breaking point? When is the organization's breaking point? Because you have TNT analysts calling you out. The second broadcast in a row, the second time they've had you in a row, you're getting called out for the same thing. And it's not like it's some in-depth analyst from these guys who have been around the game. There's a, it's something we're all seeing. We all see it. And any 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 uh, relaxed, casual hockey fan could sit here and watch the Buffalo Sabres and see that. And now you're getting called out for the national team. When does Terry Pagula decide to have, make a phone call to Kevin Adams say, Hey, what the hell is going down down there at Key Bank Center? Like, what what's going on? What is going on in that locker room? Like, I just I, I have said it a couple times. I just wish you'd have a reaction like much like Billy Bean and Moneyball, where he goes down there and starts breaking shit. He starts breaking shit. Starts stapling people to the bench. Run a short bench. Has Don Grano never heard about running a short bench? I don't get it. I don't understand it. Some more comments here from the peanut gallery before we get to that second phone call. Um, from Marisa, Horrible power play. TNT not just had too many high-risk passes. TNT just said Sabres look defeated. Not enough shots on goal with no screens playing too cute. Rinse, repeat, rinse again. The Sabres are a broken record. Good topic of conversation. What is what is the return for Mitz? What is the return for Joker? What is the return for Greenway? What is the return? I, I mean... Listen, I, I, the jury's out on Middlestat because obviously he's, you know, in a, in a contract year. Um, you got you got to recite him in the offseason. Um, I'm not willing to deal with Greenway. I shouldn't say not willing. I think that he, he like Colby Armstrong said it on the uh, in the intermission report, you have too many guys who play the same style. You need more guys, some jam guys, some role player guys like Jordan Green, who can score goals but play a role, are physical, big bodies who get to the net and Jordan really gets to the net. He does like you need those guys. You do. You just can't go out and get more guys like Tage Thompson or Dylan Cousins and expect different results. Every team needs those guys. Like 
the, like a lot of those those Tampa Bay teams. Like you look at some of the guys they had, like Blake Coleman, for instance. Blake Coleman was a great guy for them in the playoffs. He was a jam player who could score a few goals here and there. Um, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of, of more guys from the team, but like they have so many role players on those cup te- those teams where they make cup runs and that did win cups with. Like, yeah, they had guys that filled roles. Not you can't expect every guy to go out there and score 30 goals, but you need more guys from your bottom six to, to contribute and offer jam and offer grit and offer, you know, who are aggressive on the forecheck and they might not be scoring, but they're keeping the puck out of their own net. They're creating chances. They're wear they're they're wearing the defense down. You're wearing the forwards down, the defensemen down in their own in their end. Like you need players like that. You just do. So I'm not in agreement with just bringing in more guys like the same guys that we have. You need role players. Like you just do. Um, I, I think that's integral into creating a contender. Um, if certain if certain guys want to be cute, fine, but they better back it up. The last team to make the playoffs were far make the playoffs were killed by several teams, but they played ugly hockey. They bled to win. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, is that Kevin has cable of value and actual players to make a trade? Um, I don't know, man. I, I like the Greenway trade. Um, but in terms of trading, like making a deal, I mean, the jury's still out on the Eichel trade because Eichel won a cup the same season, uh, or the next season, sorry. Um, yeah, not much to look at from a trade as point, uh, standpoint. I mean, actually the Ristolainen deal, he, he, he fleece, they absolutely fleece the uh, flyers there. So, I mean, that's a huge win for them, but like, I don't know, like in terms of getting, warm-blooded bodies back like the jury's still out you know you can't sit there and say you did the best you could with the Eichel deal because it's like as much as I love having Alex talk as you know like Peyton Krebs like again plays on the fourth line tonight with Tage Thompson being a last second scratch for personal reasons like what does that guy have to do to get out get an opportunity in the top line you put Jost there and he did nothing he created nothing why not put a former first round pick who was part of arguably the biggest trade in the history of your franchise, give him a chance on your top line. Why not? That's a coaching mistake. Um, Sabres did not deserve to beat the Rangers. Middle stat missed a breakaway, high level, high danger chances. Teams can't score, lack of opportunism, and many missed chances off net. Um, from Andrew Bobek Jr., Mitz could be a decent haul, especially since he's an RFA. He'd be good for a team that needs a two A. I don't two C. I don't disagree with you. Um, Levi is four and zero since AHL over nine hundred. Not on him. Um, Kevin is too tentative on moves and the three goalie for go three goalies for stars. I agree. So, something's got to give there. And at twelve oh one, you know, this time tomorrow we better hear some moves at the goaltending position. And if you expect this team to turn around, like how do you send down Devin Levi again? He's been your best goalie. He has. So what do you do? Like, what is it that you do? What gets you the best return? What gets you a return? I don't know. Does it include waving Eric Comrie? Uh, trading UPL? Like, I, I don't know. From Colin Smith, you hear Donnie said he's going to make take over the power play and that he delegated to assistants before. I mean, 
I, I didn't hear that. Um, we'll hit the, we'll hit some of the comments here from Brian Koziel right now. Um, Brian Koziel always getting the post game comments from uh, players and coaches. Again, trying to bring it up right here real quick. Brian Koziel. Here we go. Okay. Granado says he'll be more involved in the power play discussions and strategy. They are normally delegated through their assistants and staff, but he will get more involved as if it as it's in need of improvement. Really? You're waiting until now, game 30-something, to get involved with your power play when it's been a train wreck since day one. Now is when you decide to get involved, Don? Now? Uh, no comment. Granado used the word grind throughout each of his answers so far multiple times, says it comes down to that, and they need to do that consistently. Like, it's a broken record, man. It's the same. Grind is just another word for jam, which is another word for grit, which is another word for, like, like it's just he says the same bullshit after every game. Granado says they knew about Thompson missing uh, the game around mid-afternoon, thinks it should be just a one-game thing for him. So I guess that's good news. Hopefully everything's okay. Granado. Tonight, up until the first goal, we had some grind in our game. We had it right out of the gate, but we didn't have enough. It was the the grind, not willing to grind over cor the course of the game. Yeah, it seems like his word of the night, grind. Um, more comments from Eric Johnson. We look, we look for the perfect shot, the perfect play. Sometimes we overcomplicate it, and that's another thing of emphasis for us. We want to look for the pre-play too often. Says sometimes simplicity is the key. Again, Eric Johnson doesn't mince words, and I like it, I like it when they interview him. Like, I, I I know that he takes a lot of shit for his play on the ice, but at the end of the day, like, what were we expecting from Eric Johnson? Like, what what did you want from the, from the thirty six year old defenseman? Well, he he wasn't brought in here for for his play. Let's be realistic. Like, he was he was hoping he's he'd be stable enough to be a third pairing guy, and bring a voice to the locker room next to Ocposos, and you brought a ring to the room. He has a Stanley Cup ring, the only ring in the room. Um, I don't really know what more you wanted from him. Um, and in terms of being a voice, yeah, he's been a good voice for that room. Um, Eric John says the special teams was the difference tonight. Bottom line, special teams was the Achilles heel. Tonight. It's not just the Achilles heel tonight. It's not the Achilles heels almost every night. Like the, the lack of, lack of urgency to shoot pucks on the power play, get body these nuts, screen goalies. It's it's an Achilles heel more than tonight. You're wrong there, Eric. Um, Tuck says they got to get back to working for each other. Says they have one of the most talented teams in the league. They need to get back to scoring goals. Like, why are we talking about these things Thirty over 30 games in, playing for each other? Like, why is that a problem? That should never be a problem. What's going on in that room? Like, what's going on with this coaching staff? Why are you not playing for each other every night? Like, I don't understand. More from Tuck on the power play. I think we are overthinking everything. Double touching pucks, putting pucks out of reach, shooting when we shouldn't, passing when we should shoot. The, the PK shouldn't be out chancing us. Agreed. Tuck says they really aren't, they aren't really working for each other. Says they need all five or six working together and they need to get out, get to it. The rust is off from the break and there is no more excuses says they need to be well above 500 for this upcoming stretch. Yeah. No shit, Alex. No shit. No shit. So I don't know. I, uh, 
I agree and disagree with a lot of things there. To like, like again, the comment says that this was their their Achilles. The, the the special teams was their Achilles heel tonight. No, it wasn't tonight. It's been a lot of nights. It's been on a lot of different nights, and it's it's costing you points in the standings. It's like, and that was one of the biggest differences because they were a train wreck defensively last year too. They were worse than net than they are. Like I really don't think goaltending is at the top of your list this year. I just don't. Um, but their Achilles heel is not being able to defend and not executing offensively. Those two things, one and two. And the power play has worked into that. Like you were scoring at a high clip on the special teams last year, and you just aren't. You just aren't. And I don't know uh, more what, like, I, I just don't know what more needs to be done. I, I don't know. I'm trying to uh, bring up this second screen recording here. Uh, or sorry, the second uh, audio clip for you guys to listen to from Will, uh, Will McQuillan. Um, had an interesting, some interesting thoughts from um, from tonight's game. And I want to share it with you guys. Hopefully it pops up here uh, just momentarily. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, uh, I think that, let's see here. Okay, I'm going to share my screen with you guys. And we're going to listen to this one, too. Because why not? Like, why the fuck not? Okay, I'm going to share my entire screen with you. And let me know if you guys can hear this. I'm just really fucking depressed that I moved back to Buffalo after 10 years of being gone. And this hockey team is dog shit. They just, they just don't give a fuck. I, I thank God I haven't paid for tickets. I, I've went to games. I, I've gotten free tickets. Like I, I don't want to pay for that product. I don't want to pay for good money to go to that. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. I, I don't know. God bless of you guys who still have season tickets. I wish that I had the motivation to buy them and this team was fucking good because I totally would. I would put so much money into this team. But you, you got to give us something. You got to give us something good on the ice. And you no, know, you know, you, you know what? The, the last time that I saw a playoff game was in South Carolina. So, yeah. That's where this team's at. Fucking go Sabres. But yeah, I, I again, I agree wholeheartedly there with uh, with Will. You know, I, again, I will find a better way to share these video clips or audio clips in the future. I have some ideas I'm to throw by where maybe again, the first 15 minutes after the whistle, it'll be a free for all. You'll send us a DM that you want to leave your thoughts. We'll send you a link and you'll be have 30 seconds to record and tell us your thoughts and um, 30 seconds or more. You know what I mean? And we'll play, we'll play some of your calls, play some of your thoughts. And, you know, again, I got the vet you lunatics, but I, uh, I don't know. 
I don't know. I it, it, It's the point where um, we shouldn't be questioning this team's compete and battle on a consistent basis like this, especially after last season when we were sold on vibes and better culture and Kevin Adams like, oh, we want guys that want to be here, that want to be a Buffalo Sabre, that want to wear that jersey. Like, we want those guys. Well, they aren't playing like they want to be here, man. So at what point is you as a GM, do you start putting your big boy GM pants on, get out there and get down in that locker room and start making a point of it? Like, what are you guys doing? Do you guys want to be here next year? Do you guys want jobs in Buffalo next year? Do you want to play for this team? Do you want to play for this fan base? Because if you don't, I'll ship your ass out. There are teams that would kill for some of the contracts he's signed for the talented players that he has. They would give up a ton. Give up a ton. And I'm not advocating trading those guys at all. I want Tage Thompson here. I want Dylan Cousins here. I want the compete that I saw last year. But we've, we've barely seen shades of that. So at what point do you as a GM get down in that locker room and start busting heads open? Theoretically, metaphorically. I mean, like, go Billy Bean in the locker room. Take a baseball bat. Start smashing things. Start scaring, start scaring some life into their into these skates. Like, fuck. I just don't know anymore. I don't even want to go over box scores. I don't go over who scored. I don't go over stat lines. I'm so sick. There's no excuses. Knock one rust off. What talk about rust off talk? They didn't look like they were rusty at all tonight. They had the same amount of time off as you did. And you know they were going to come in here with a chip on their shoulder because of the way you beat them last time. And you caved into them. You caved into them. So I, I just don't know. I don't know. Like, where do we go from here? I don't know. Um, we'll hit the peanut gallery here some more. We'll start with the, some of the most recent comments. <laughs> I'll fucking pack Owen Powers bags for him. I could get an impact forward who was 27 for him. Um, coach and his U13 staff are responsible for the personality of this team. Uh, waiting this long is worth getting rid of Granado. Again, this is Will, Will, the caller from that we just played. We are all fucking sickos. Love you fools. This team is the team is blocking comments on the live video of Don's post game. It's insane. Um, that is insane because the fans deserve to be heard. And you know what? I will never block your comments here. Sometimes I won't get to your comments because there's so many of them, but I will never ever block your comments here. Um, Granado's saying they are now discussing changing styles and he has taken over power play as a fireball offense. Why does it take this many games, Don? Why does it take this many games for you to get involved with your special teams unit? I, I don't know. Um, who needs Sam Reinhardt? 21 goals. I always knew he was better than Jack. Um, I'm not going to make comparisons between him and Jack, but he's on pace for 47 goals this season. And I've said it before, and some people have disagreed with me. Sam Reinhardt, after he was traded, the next day he called. He called Kevin Adams. And essentially apologized for the way things worked out. And that he truly did want it to work out in Buffalo. That he felt bad. And that, you know, he loved playing there. Loved That's a guy who I think, I think the fan base would welcome back with open arms. I would welcome back with open arms. I thought that was underappreciated during his time here in Buffalo. Um, and for the most part, 
Um, and I'm guilty of it too, was wrongfully criticized uh, for his ability in the offensive zone. Like a lot of these things that we don't see them doing um, in front of the, in front of the opposition's net, like Sam Reinhardt does it all the time and has been very successful for it his entire career. So I welcome him back with open arms. I would pay him eight and a half million in a heartbeat to get that type of production, the consistent production from him. Um, that's the type of play that you need. Um, will Will McWeather compete? Um, did you miss it earlier? Tage is expecting another kid. I'm sure he was just away for the birth. Okay. Well, congratulations to Tage on the birth of his new son or daughter. That's great news. Um, very good reason to miss a game against the Bruins, which fat assistant has been running it. Even Ellis is a chum. <laughs> uh, Craig Anderson at 40 had a save percentage over 400%. Why can't Levi or UPL? Omark is a 910 plus when he was a saver. Why can't Levi? Why can't UPL? Listen, <laughs> um, they were also playing defense by creating offense last year. Um, they were keeping the puck out of their own end a lot more last year. Um, I think defensively, structurally, they're a train wreck, and we see it. Like, we've seen how good of a goaltender Devin Levi is and how good he can be. Um, but the thing is, you can't expect him to play like that every single game like he was in that five-game stretch. You just can't, and you can't expect any goalie to do that. Like, you need to help your – you need to bail your goaltenders out. He made a lot of good saves tonight. He did. Those first three goals weren't on him. Like, like, sure, maybe you'd like your goalie to bail you out with a huge save there, but like that shouldn't be the expectation every time you lose the way you're losing. The, the reason you're losing isn't the goaltender. It's the compete. It's the lack thereof. It's not like you're, you're grinding out, you're, you're grinding out a close game and you're in your, and you're fighting your way back into the game. You score a goal and all of a sudden your goalie just lets in a muffin and just, you're like, hey, you're like, oh God, come on. We just worked this hard. And you know, now we're starting back. We're start, we're, we're you know, take one foot step forward and two steps back. It hasn't been like that at all this season. Like, for the most part, your goalies have played good enough for you to have a winning record. You just offensively, special teams wide, and team defensively, you just aren't good enough. You're nowhere near the team you were last year. So I don't know. Um, with that being said. Just want to remember to let you guys know that this has been brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, Buffalo's premier market and tap room with over seven different Western New York locations and over 300 different beers to choose from. Fatty Beer offers live entertainment, music, and trivia at all seven of the locations, seven days a week, uh, open from 1130 a.m. till 1030 and later. Uh, make sure you let them know the boys from Two Goalies when Mike sent you one of Western New York's only kid and dog friendly bars. And, of course, Buffalo Logo Apparel Company, uh, Buffalo, one of Buffalo's premier spots for all of your Buffalo sports apparel needs from shirts, hats, to hoodies. They have everything cooking over there at buffalogo.com. Uh, one of my favorite things they have, I showed you guys earlier, the Buffalo Logo. Uh, Buffalo NHL Shield trucker hat. Great lid. Great bucket to have. Go check out their return of the Levi shirts and hoodies. Uh, if you're into the hockey, get you. They have so much, so much, so much Bill stuff there. Uh you know, so much to choose from at Buffalo logo co on Instagram and Twitter at fatty beer on Instagram and Twitter. Listen, I don't really have much more to say than what I've said. Um, appreciate Chris and will for sending their thoughts and uh, it's something I want to get, uh, get to more often. Um, but I'll hang up and listen. Uh, we're 
getting past 11 o'clock here. It's 11.18. So with that being said, I'll hang up and listen. Brought to you by Fatty Beer Company and Buffalo Go. You guys have a great week. Uh, Happy holidays to you. Hope you all had a great Christmas. And uh, I will talk to you all later. And as always, go Sabres. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. 
and Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.